Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Nicole Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Nicole, hello. How are you doing, Nicole? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really fantastic. A little bit interesting about a podcast we have going on right now. Right now, it's going to be Nicole and I talking about uh, our thoughts on this past episode of Survivor. We also have another podcast coming out at the same time where we talk to Rita from Survivor Fiji and... Uh, Click on that one if you want to hear what she has to uh, say about her season and everything. Um, But we're also going to have, uh, later on after we talk, my interview with Clayton Spivey, who is a blog writer for Survivor. Um, So that is going to be a very interesting conversation as well. We talked all about Survivor in this season. So definitely stay tuned after we discuss uh, for my interview with him. So we have a lot going on in the podcast this week. Lots of different people we're talking to, uh, but before we start any of that, let's go with Survivor announcements. All right, so ratings this week were 11.5 million. All right, this is a, a really big jump, actually. I think everyone tuned in to see who would win, Cochran or Ozzy. So, hooray, Survivor is actually moving up in the ratings, which is really good to see. Also, big news that just happened, Jeff Probst got married. So, congratulations, Jeff Probst. Now, here's the ironic thing. He got married to Lisa Ann Russell. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Hopefully, she will change her name to Propes, because I think that will make it a lot better. But uh, congratulations to Jeff Propes and Lisa Ann. Uh, we wish you the best. Another quick information point. Uh, Lisa Ann was previously married to Mark Paul Gossler, who you may know as Zach from Saved by the Bell. So, uh, this is actually both Jeff and Lisa's second marriage. But... Congratulations to them. Let's talk about the most recent episode of Survivor South Pacific. So, uh, Nicole and I are just going to share some of our thoughts about ten different things. So, we call it Ten Thoughts on Episode 13. So, we had um, loved ones that came on the show this week. And one of the loved ones was Sean Hance, who is Brandon's... Uh, father, and also Russell's brother. Um, What were your thoughts on him? Definitely he's from the Hans family. Um, I actually think he would play a much smarter game than Brandon is, which is sad to say. (laughs) But uh, it definitely appears to me that that, uh, Sean recognizes, hey, this is a game. We still want you to actually win the million dollars (laughs) um, sort of thing. And he tried to talk sense into Brandon, but Brandon was not having it all. Um, So... But then he tried to strategize for him and talk to Coach and all of this and stuff. Mm. And I was, I don't know. I don't think that helped anything. <laughs> right. It uh, didn't go over well. Coach was very skeptical and he just does not trust that whole family. Yeah. So ultimately, I think I think it was a mistake for him. You should just spend time with your loved ones and uh, be there with them. Usually when we see loved ones come on, they need someone to talk to to share what's going on in the game, and you're supposed to just be there to let them vent. But loved ones, do not play the game for them. I don't think that's a very good strategy. Yeah. Um, David, do you think that Sean is more attractive than Russell? That's an awkward question. I don't find <laughs> any of the hints especially attractive, um, especially me being a male. But uh, <laughs> I would say that if I had to pick one that was more visually appealing, I would actually choose Sean over Russell. I agree. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, our next thought is about Coach's deal with Ozzy. We saw when uh, Coach got to see his loved one as well, which was his brother, and all the loved ones and the survivors stayed on Redemption Island with Ozzy. And we saw Coach go up and make a deal with Ozzy. If he comes back in the game, they'll go to the final three together. What were your thoughts on that deal, Nicole? Stupid, stupid, stupid. I don't get why Coach did that because, you know, we have been thinking throughout this whole season, Coach is doing so much better in the game now. He's really um, stepped it up. He's shown a lot of strategy. He's done an almost perfect game. But when he promises something like that to Ozzy, it's not good because Ozzy has a very good chance of getting back into the game because he is such a challenge dominator. And Coach is all about honesty and integrity. So, you know, for him to go back on his word and not do that for for Ozzy would be going against what he believes in. But for him to actually take Ozzy to the end, that's not a good strategy. I mean, he that's a big threat. Yeah, I think this definitely this episode definitely showed that uh, Coach may not be the most strategic player that we've been giving him credit for. We've seen him definitely improve, but I still think he has this uh, the strategy of taking the best to the end, the iron sharpens iron sort of thing, and that's not the way to win Survivor. We saw Boston Rob play the perfect game almost because what you do is you take the two least likely people to win the game. And go against them. But Coach seems to be going against either Ozzy if he comes back or Albert and Sophie, all who have a decent shot of beating him. So I don't think uh, Coach's endgame strategy is nearly as good as Boston Rob's was. Also, we got to see Rick and his wife for a little bit. And um, we actually saw Rick crying and everything like that. And I was like, oh, hey, it's Rick. And then his wife came, and they embraced, and there's a little um, <laughs> butt squeezing going on. <laughs> so what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, we uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, Rick was pretty happy to see his wife. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was definitely an interesting moment. I was reading Dalton Ross's recap, and he said, Now, we haven't seen Rick the entire season, but now we're going to know forever Rick will be known as... Rick, that guy in Survivor who squeezed his wife's butt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was definitely a memorable moment for Rick, which we can't say very often. So, <laughs> at least uh, we remember him. Mm-hmm. So, Edna got voted out, which was sort of sad. I really wanted to see something switch up, but it was very predictable. My question for you is, what are your thoughts on, is there any way that Edna could have avoided being voted out? It's hard to say. I mean... I've liked Edna from the very beginning, and she was very nice in the very first episode, reaching out to Coach, and while everyone else was walking away from him, she stayed behind, waited for him, talked to him and everything. Um, But they say, you know, what you do early on in the game can affect you later on, and apparently she just didn't make the same kind of bonds and alliances as everyone else did. She had a sort of bond with Coach going on, but she wasn't in that alliance and I I don't know though what she really could have done I mean I I think it's not entirely her fault and she pleaded her case as well as she could she tried everything she could she was scrambling and everything and um you know I I don't know exactly why Albert and Sophie didn't go for it I mean I think that they need to switch things up or they they should consider it at least but I I guess they just wanted to stick with their alliance 
I think that what Edna should have done is she should have flipped. When there was like nine people left, she should have uh, got with Cochran and got with Whitney and Dawn and tried to work something there and get one more person to flip over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was her best bet. Unfortunately, that she was too comfortable with that and she thought maybe she could get it farther uh, and they'd let her through just like Cochran thought. But definitely, I think at this point, there wasn't really anything Edna be- could do because... Brandon is definitely not going to change his mind. Coach is not going to change his mind because he has this whole I gotta stay loyal thing. And Rick's not going to change his mind because Rick doesn't do anything. <laughs> so at that point, there is no way for her to really get the votes. Um, so it definitely, just like Cochran, she needed to do a move earlier. Otherwise, it was, yeah, there's really nothing she could do. Let's talk a little bit about Cochran. You know, he just, he was so close. He was on Redemption Island, and I was really thinking he didn't stand a chance, kind of like Ozzy felt too. Um, but you get to the duel, and throughout the duel, you start thinking maybe he does have a chance. Well, not at the beginning, because he's having trouble throwing the hooks and retrieving the bags. But then um, when Ozzy drops his ball on the maze that he's trying to go through, and then Cochran starts going through it really fast... It started to make us think, oh my gosh, is Cochran going to win, you know? And it was really close. I, at least the editing made it seem super close. Um, but eventually, Ozzy did win, and Cochran was officially out of the game. You know, it it's sad. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, I definitely like Cochran. I was hoping that he was going to win, but really I knew he wasn't. I was really surprised and excited how close it was. It was definitely one of the, the few Redemption Island challenges where I was really on pins and needles in anticipation of what could happen. But Cochran's officially out. My pick to win is officially out. Mm-hmm. So now I think your pick to win was Albert. Mm-hmm. You stand a much better chance than me now. Well, <laughs> since I don't stand a chance at all. But I was really hoping he could make it farther, but I, it was, I sort of saw it coming, unfortunately. Well, let's talk. Um, at Tribal Council, Upolu stated their mantra, which is honor, loyalty, and integrity. What are your thoughts on the Upolu mantra? <laughs> you know, I mean, in the game of Survivor, I don't feel like you can ever have all of that honor, loyalty, and integrity because it's a game of Survivor. You're going to be hurting people's feelings and you're going to be backstabbing people a little bit. And I don't know. I mean, I think that this tribe has definitely held to that more than a lot of other tribes and a lot of other people who have played the game. But it just seems so fake. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think that it's actually that they're they're honorable, loyal, and have integrity. But more so, it's a way that Coach uses to keep everyone intact and everyone in this cult-like status. I think having that mantra is just another thing Coach uses to keep everyone together and on his side. All right, uh, what were your thoughts during the immunity challenge when Jeff Probst started uh, telling, using this metaphor and everything, like a coach metaphor, and then <laughs> doing the coach dragon slayer move? <laughs> Uh, it just shows that the season really is a lot about Coach, and, you know, he's probably going to make it pretty far, maybe to the end, and I don't know if he'll win, but gosh, it, the season is definitely about Coach, and it, it's very amusing. I like how Jeff Probst is learning and from Coach and is now doing things in a way sort of mocking him, but yeah. uh, it's definitely, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> 
Now, we also saw in this episode people using socks for a lot of random things. I think Rick was almost roasting his on the fire. <laughs> Edna was using it to wipe her tears. What, what do you think of their use of socks? Well, I can understand why you would roast your sock over a fire. I mean, it, it might be wet and you want it to dry out. And I would want dry socks on Survivor because I bet that's hard to come by. So, um... I don't like the idea of wiping my tears with my socks. It's just something kind of unappealing about that. Well, that's how they get wet. So you have to dry them (laughs) on the fire because you wiped your tears on them. Um, I I would just use my hand. (laughs) Well, yeah. So when you're on Survivor and you have so limited resources, a sock can be used in many different ways. So I think this shows how... Uh, the survival element of survival really is, and a sock actually is a very important commodity. You can wipe your tears, you can use it as a, roll it up, use it as a pillow, keep it over your uh, hands as pot holders. Socks <laughs> have been used in many varieties on Survivor, so it's sort of interesting to see that again. <laughs> yep. Alright, so, um, Brandon's been kind of rude lately, which I don't get, you know, he's supposed to be this Christian guy who's all changed and everything, but he's kind of mean to Edna, in my opinion, with the immunity challenge, he was obviously just doing what he could to prevent Edna from winning, and then he even admitted that in front of her, and, you know, it's it's not very nice of him to do, and I, I don't know, why, why would he be so rude like that? I think it's the the perfect reason to take Brandon to the end because he's so rude. No one's going to vote for him. He hasn't had a single strategy this entire game. If Coach was smart, he would get rid or he would keep Brandon and take him to the finals. But I think that they're going to get rid of Brandon next, and that could be the stupidest move for Coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Brandon's definitely being rude. It was uncalled for. Everyone else sort of had a big distaste from it but not enough to change their plans. Like I said, if they were all smart, they'd realize they want to take Brandon to the end. That's the best thing that they could possibly do. So let's talk about thoughts for next episode. We saw uh, a lot of fighting going on as now the, the Upolu 5 have to start eating themselves. <laughs> what, what do you think is going to happen next episode? Who do you think is going to win immunity? Who's going to get voted out? Who's going to come on top in this Upolu 5? Well, I'm excited to see fights and the controversy and everything like that. I I think, I don't know, with immunity, I think Sophie might win and vote it out. I I think it might be Brandon unless something changes. Yeah, I'm I'm with you with Brandon being voted out. I think it will probably be Albert uh, who wins immunity, and if not Albert, coach. But I'm putting my money on Albert. Uh, so we have Ozzy versus Edna. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win the duel? Um, I think it's going to be Ozzy. Uh, yeah, I'm there 100%. <laughs> I'm, if, if Edna beats Ozzy, I would be one of my favorite moments in Survivor history ever. But <laughs> I highly, highly doubt. I thought, Oz, or I thought Cochran had more of a chance than Edna does. So yeah. <laughs> see you later, Edna. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those are our thoughts for this episode of Survivor South Pacific. Stay tuned for next week to to hear uh, our thoughts about the episode right before the finale. We'll hopefully have more special guests. Uh, but stay tuned because now we are going to sh- uh, let you listen to my interview with Clayton Spivey and hear his thoughts about Survivor South Pacific. Hello? Hello, is this Clayton? Uh, yes, it is. 
This is David. Nicole was not able to be with us today, but I'm here, and welcome to the podcast. Okay, thank you for having me. So, uh, we're excited to talk to you about Survivor and everything, but first, why don't you tell us a little bit of information about yourself, how you sort of got started uh, with Survivor and writing your blog and everything. Okay, well, I've been watching since the very beginning, one of the, the few that stuck around this long, I guess. <laughs> um, I was at eight, I think, when it started way back when, but I over, I think since Heroes vs. Villains is when I really got into it again, I started blogging, I think I started blogging in Nicaragua, because I sort of got connected with uh, Holly Hoffman, so it gave me a reason to blog, be like a pro-Holly blogger, sort of, and then I've been blogging the last three seasons, basically. Cool. We have lots to talk about about Survivor in this most current episode. What are your thoughts on this current season of Survivor South Pacific? Are you a fan of South Pacific? Not that much? I actually am a fan. I know when South Pacific was announced that uh, last finale, I thought all the negatives. I was like, okay, South Pacific, lame excuse to just go back to Samoa and give it a crappy name. Then we had two more returnees which I'm never a fan of, like, people returning in that fashion with other new players, as we saw last season, with mm-hmm. Rob dominating. But I've been pleasantly surprised. I love the cast. I think everyone in the cast, even the silent people, sort of bring something unique. You know, Rick and his mustache, even though he never talks. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm liking Ozzy's storyline. I'm not a fan of Ozzy, but... I like the way his storyline is evolving this time, showing that he is just a challenge junkie. And with with Coach, he's he's probably the reason why I love this season so much is because he's shown that he can evolve. And that's what I like when in returning players is that they can evolve. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying it so far. How about you? Yeah, I, re- I, I really like it. Even though... The season has been somewhat predictable post-merge. I think they've still done a really good job of editing it away where it doesn't seem uh, boring or not entertaining. It's still entertaining even though somewhat predictable. Yeah, I agree. And I think Coach is really... I I know I'm going to make the argument at the end of the season is that I think Coach is playing a better game than Boston Rob did last because it's, a less, it's, a le- it's less obvious in my opinion. Oh, see, now, I I would maybe agree with you if it hadn't been for last night's episode. But to oh, me... I agree, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I'm realizing that Coach's endgame is not as good as Boston Rob's. Mm-hmm. I had this discussion with another fan that I thought, since he's shown that he's, he understands the game now, yep. so I really thought he was going to say... Let's just throw aside the stupid iron, sharpened iron thing and go with the goats. I mean, how many goats has he had? He had Cochran and Edna, Rick, Brandon, and he's just taking all his goats out. Yep. So I'm, I, I had a lot of faith in him, and now I'm a little worried. I think he can still pull it off, but I'm a little worried. Yeah, I uh, I was right there with you. I thought he was going to do the Boston Rob strategy of taking two people who you know you can beat to the end, but it now looks like he's keeping his alliance with Albert and Sophie and getting rid of all his pawns. But now he's also making this promise with uh, Ozzy, saying that they will go to the final three together. And I think that would be the dumbest move Coach could do, just because I think Ozzy has the best chance of beating him out of anyone. Yeah, why would he... I know I missed... I had to go rewatch the episode because my connection was all bad and had a storm here. 
and I missed that part because that's when it cut out. And I went back and I was in shock. I was like, why would, I mean, the jury is going to be very savvy heavy, right? Yeah. We have, we have Jim Cochran. I think Cochran, I consider him a pool, but you never know. And Don and Keith and Whitney. Why in the world would you bring someone from that tribe to the end? It doesn't make sense to me. No, it didn't make sense to me either. So where I was all I was all on the coach bag bandwagon until this uh, episode, and then I was just like, maybe maybe I don't, I need to be slightly a little more skeptical because he's still playing the whole take the the best to the end strategy, and that may not work out for him. Yeah, and I still think he's doing he's playing a better game than a Sophie or Albert, but. As a returnee, you need to bring the worst possible people to the end so they yeah. don't just screw you out of the win just because you it's your third time. Yeah, definitely. So what are your thoughts on Sophie and Albert then? Do you think that they have a chance to, to beat Coach in the finals or uh, have a, ch- a good chance at winning this game, or do you think at this point it's a little too late for them? I, I actually do. Um Sophie in the last couple weeks has been really, they've shown her a lot. Yeah. And they've shown her talking, like explaining her strategy more, which is, I think is a, a very, you know, she's not like Fabio in that she sucked like Fabio, in my opinion. <laughs> but they're doing the same sort of thing they did with Fabio, like showing him a lot towards the end, having him talk about more of what he's doing. And yeah. I think she's, um, I was reading in a recap, uh, and I thought it was was perfect that she's not really having to work very hard because she knows her end game is sort of wrapped up now. Mm-hmm. I think Sophie has a chance to win. Albert, I don't. I think Albert has alienated too many people by trying to play hard and not being able to pull it off. Yeah. While I think Sophie is the biggest threat to coach to win, Ozzy. If he gets to the end, yeah, he can win. I'm just hoping he doesn't. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping for an, for an Edna win next <laughs> I, I would love to see that. But just the way they did scenes for next episode where they were clearly showing that Edna could do it makes me think the exact opposite is going to happen. <laughs> exactly. I hate when they do I The average viewer might not think anything. They're like, oh, well, Edna wins. But we, we know the editing tricks. Yeah. <laughs> By now, so we know they're trying to throw us off a little bit. Yeah. So let's talk about the who was a very big focal point of this past episode, Brandon Hans. What are your thoughts on Brandon? Uh, you know, I was I was very I was originally against him coming because I thought he they just cast him because of being a hand. But I just said in the very beginning of the season that they would have cast him regardless. And I think that's true. The dude's a nut job. Um, I think he's playing one of the worst games ever. I don't think he's playing the game. <laughs> I don't think he is playing. Yeah, exactly. That that might uh, be stated better. I don't think he's playing the game. And he's just crazy. I don't understand how. And while we're on Brandon, what could you think about his dad trying to play the game? Since when do the family members that are visiting play the game. Yeah, well... I thought that was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. 
It's sort of like you go there, and usually when the loved ones come, the first thing the loved ones do, or the, the survivors do, is tell their loved ones every single strategy, just because they need to vent, and they know they can trust that person. Um, uh-huh. But in this case, I think Brandon's dad realized that Brandon's not playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, Brandon, I want a million dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to take it into my own hand. But I think it was actually a very bad move. I don't think that anything good could come from the loved ones trying to make decisions for the survivor. Yeah, I don't think so either. Especially when you have that name Hans attached to it. Yeah. Because did you realize how he looked like a slightly younger with hair Russell? The way he smiled when he said baby like Russell always does. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Now, uh... Um, no- Nicole and I were having this discussion of who do you think is more attractive, Russell or Sean? Because I think uh, Russell retweeted someone saying that <laughs> Russell was way more attractive. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> Russell looks like a troll. So I think that's, uh, that argument, <laughs> you have to have an argument on that one. Yeah. <laughs> With his, like, underarm weirdness from last season, especially. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my thought was, I don't think any of the Hanses are going to win a beauty contest anytime soon, but if I had to go yeah, for the most not. visual appealing, it would probably be Sean instead of Russell. You know, I thought it was sort of, it sort of showed, you know, Brandon, I mean, he's 19, I mean, he's a little bit older than me, like, by, a, I mean, my birthday is like in two weeks, and I'll be 19, but he, to me, I think it showed that he's 19, you know, everyone still thinks he's like a kid. And then his dad has to come and play his game for him. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What are your What are your thoughts about Cochran and his big move and how uh, he's played this season? Were you a Cochran fan? I'll say I was very disappointed, like a lot of fans were, in how Cochran played. Like I think he didn't live up to the expectations. You know, all of us fans, when there's a real fan on the show, we want we want them to do really well because they're sort of representing us a little bit. Yeah. But while well, he's sort of fallen short, obviously, about seven <laughs> spots short of my uh, original opinion of him, I don't think he his move that he made was that bad. I know I mean, it didn't end up it didn't end up uh, paying off, but I think Cochran said this also is that either way, he was in a bad position. Yeah. You know, the if you watch exit interviews and stuff, you, you hear Don, Whitney, and Jim and all them saying that they would have brought Cochran to the end, but they never expressed that to him. Yeah. From what Cochran is saying, is they never told him that. That was just something they had in the back of their mind that they really wanted to do. Yeah. So to me, land in sixth or seventh place on either side, I would rather land in sixth or seventh with people that didn't ridicule me than people that, you know, are being open to me. Whether it's being openly open fake or not, I'd rather be with people that I enjoy being there with. So I had no problem with the move. And he at least had a chance going with Hulu. I mean, it wasn't a done deal. There was wiggle room, but it just didn't end up working out. Yeah. And uh, the main reason for that is you have very unflexible players this season with Brandon, uh, with Rick, 
and then Coach is not going to do anything that would ruin his honor, integrity, loyalty thing. <laughs> so, unfortunately, that eliminates three people right there. So you had to make a move back when Don and Whitney were still in the game. Otherwise, yeah. uh, it was too late. And I think he, yeah, he just waited too long to make another move. Yeah. I mean, look, Cochran wouldn't win on either side. I think he wouldn't, he wouldn't get the jury votes of anybody. You know, maybe he might have got Don or some Apulu vote if he got to the end, but not if he backed, not if he went against Apulu. So, I mean, there was no way Cochran was going to win. Yeah. Like Jim said, he was playing a genius third place game. Yeah. So, I think for Cochran, his goal was just to be remembered because he knew he wasn't going to be able to win. And I think he, he achieved his goal. So, <laughs> he played the good game for himself. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely will be remembered, and I'm, I won't be surprised if he comes on the next season where they bring back players. Oh, yeah, it's a lot for him for him for the next All-Stars. We know All-Stars doesn't mean you played good. It means you were entertaining. Yeah. Uh, he's a lock, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, next season, season 24, should be interesting. So, yeah. no returning for that one, thank goodness. Have you heard about what's happening? Yeah, I've I've heard the the rumors of Survivor One World, which I still yeah. thought, how could you come up with a name worse than South Pacific? Oh wait, right. <laughs> I mean, you have to have at least a location. I mean, the only thing you can't do a location is like heroes versus villains because it's just so blatant. But everyone can be like One World. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I think I'm glad that they are supposedly not having any returning players and that they're supposedly getting rid of Redemption Island, so I'm a big fan of both of those. Oh, they are getting rid of Redemption Island? I did not hear that. I just heard of a new twist. I didn't know they were taking out Redemption Island. Yeah, from, from what I've heard, Redemption Island is not in the next season. Uh, and then there, everyone's you. living on one beach, but tribes uh-huh. divided by genders. Yeah, that's. I always like the tribes divided by gender thing because it, and it always ends up being in the tribes divided by gender seasons, one man and one woman in the finals. Mm-hmm. So I hope they do a final two next season, but. Uh, I wouldn't cross your fingers for that. <laughs> that yeah, I wouldn't. That that one seems a lot less likely. I I I am in the camp of enjoying final twos much better than final threes, but I think everyone on the production side it does not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, did you think Edna had really anything to cry about? To me, it seemed obvious that she was the sixth person the entire time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so Brandon told uh, told Edna the like day two or whatever that she was well the odd man out, uh-huh. um, and I, I think it was sort of obvious, but I think it I think props to Coach is I think that Coach really made Edna feel more comfortable, and that she would get farther than she actually did. So by the time she actually re realized that that's not true, it was too late to make a move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think. Should have should have uh, kept Edna last night. Oh, I agree. Yes, because um, that's guaranteed her side. Brandon was is never even if you wanted to bring him as a goat. Brandon was never going to be guaranteed on his side. So I think I think he should have taken Cochran and Edna to the end. And I think last week is when he 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 screwed up. Yeah, I think he could still somewhat pull it out if he took. 
Rick and Brandon, but I just don't see that happening. Uh, my prediction is that we're going to get Brandon out next, even though that's the dumbest decision for everyone. Yeah, I think they're going to get Brandon out next. Or I think it'll be Brandon, or somehow they can pull an Albert. I can and then see it'll that. Be like a, it'll be a Brandon-Sophie um, coach final three, or something like that. Because Albert has... I mean, he's overstayed his welcome, I think, with all the stuff he's been trying to pull. And everyone knows he's been trying to pull stuff. Yeah. It's just his timing hasn't been right, and he hasn't been able to convince people to go along with him. But, I mean, he's been fairly open about plotting against his own people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't see him – I don't see why he would stay around, especially when they're going to have to eat one of their own so they don't have that extra – um, honor and integrity we said five till the five thing. Yeah, it's all about coach and we don't know if he officially made a final three deal with Sophie and Albert. Um, if he did, then I I don't see coach wavering on it just because yeah. he's not going to do that. If he if he only said five, then I could very easily see them all voting out Albert. Uh-huh. I mean, don't, I think they would show us if he made a pact of some sort because I mean, the whole thing with Coach, the way they're editing it, is that uh, he's trying, his votes are based off of the deals he's made, so. Yeah. I'm really worried about Ozzy coming back. I am too. I, I really yeah, don't I was, want him to. Are you to. an Ozzy fan? I was sort of an Ozzy fan in Cook Islands, and then in Fans vs. Favorites, I was very much on the side of Yama and Jonathan, Eliza, Amy, so I was sort of anti the Ozzy and the Roman romantic relationship group um, and then coming for this one I was very much not a fan of Ozzy I was like okay I really want him to get out early <laughs> I, did, I did too I was, I've been reading against him all season it's, there's sometimes there's people that no matter what I don't care who they take down with them but I just want them gone and that's how I sort of feel about Ozzy this season you know I know, because I was young when Cook Island was on, and I since went back and rewatched Cook, and I've rewatched um, Micronesia before the season started, so I just wanted a refresher on Ozzy. And I couldn't stand Ozzy in Cook Island when I rewatched it. It seemed to me like he just sat in a shelter and won challenges because he didn't have to strategize, and he let Yule and everybody else do it for him. Yep. <laughs> uh, Ozzy only has one way to play the game, and that's the physical aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why they brought him back this season is because they wanted to have someone that was perfect for Redemption Island, which is Ozzy. Yeah. But to me, I thought it would have been the perfect ending to his survivor story for him to lose to Cochran or this week to lose to Edna in a challenge and that's how he how he loses the game. Yeah. I think that'd be perfect. I, w I would greatly first, enjoy that. The first time he almost wins because of his challenge power. The second time he loses because he's such a horrible strategic and social player. And the third time even his challenge prowess fails him. I think it'd be perfect. Yeah, I hope it happens. <laughs> I would love to see Edna beat uh, beat Ozzy. I think I I said that that would be one of my greatest moments of Survivor ever if Edna can beat yeah, Ozzy. It was. <laughs> it was. 
that would be it'd be it'd be it'd be up there with when Russell Hans got voted out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not a Russell fan, so <laughs> I'm not a huge Russell fan either. I can I can respect him for an entertainment value, but for a gameplay yeah. value I cannot. <laughs> uh-huh. Um and then yeah. I don't know. One of my least favorite seasons is Survivor Samoa, just because they only showed two people the entire season, and I thought we really missed out on some great characters that we just never they got did, shown. Yeah. That, they did a major mess up on the editing there. I heard, uh, <laughs> I think Rob Sestrino said this, is that Samoa was a commercial for Heroes vs. Villains, basically. Yeah. Which is disappointing. I mean... Samoa, I think we had, you know, we had some great people. I know Laura, she she was really good. Um, Monica was entertaining. You had Eric. Danger John Dave. Fisher, Dave, Crazy Dave, yeah. You had a bunch of, you had a bunch of good characters, especially on Galu. I mean, um, on Soa Soa, you had some duds. I mean, Natalie, I liked her as a winner, because I think she did, she did know what she was doing. Um, yeah. But, Mick, totally boring. Deshaun was boring other than when he decided to get all high and mighty and say everyone's racist. <laughs> but that's about the only thing he did all season was call everyone racist every second of the season. But, um, yeah, I was I was very disappointed in how they edited Samoa also. Yeah. All, all we got was the Russell show with his sidekick Shambo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what a nut job. <laughs> uh, I'm still hoping that for her to come back for one of these All-Stars. I think that'd be funny. We might have it if it's like a crazy versus not crazy. Uh, get her, Brandon Hance, Shane Powers. Just get a bunch of these people on one tribe. I think that would be the most amazing thing ever. Philip Shepard, throw him in. <laughs> and it'd be a disaster tribe. That tribe would lose like everything. <laughs> We can't throw Coach in that tribe anymore because he's proved to me not that crazy. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, from what I've understood is that this is how he played. From Steven Shishpaka said, this is exactly how he played in, in Token Team. That this was Coach. But that he also had the crazy Dragon Slayer stuff. And he thinks that they're just not showing the Dragon Slayer stuff this time. Yeah. Which to me, if they're not showing it, makes me think he probably won because they wouldn't want to make their winner look like a lunatic. Yeah. Either that or he gets, like, final two and loses by a couple of votes or whatever. Yeah. But they just wanted to give him a redeeming edit. Yeah, I think his... Um, I think if he goes with Sophie, Albert, and Albert, I see a... 5-4 in favor of Sophie. And Albert doesn't get any of those. <laughs> I don't think Albert's going to get any of those. <laughs> He's going to be the sash of Survivor South Pacific. Yeah. The, the, um, the crew of third places that get absolutely no votes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the only... I don't know if Brandon will vote for Sophie. No, I don't see that. Because I think um, his whole... Unless Coach betrays him. Thing, like, those women temptress, that's all they do in the game, tempt me. <laughs> I just have no, oh, I, ha- I have to vote for a, I have to vote for a woman, or a man. So, but I could see Rick voting Sophie, because he doesn't like Albert. I could see a lot of people voting Sophie. So I just hope Sophie doesn't get there. 
Because I want Coach to win right now. Yeah. See, I, I'm a big fan of Sophie, so I wouldn't mind Sophie winning. Yeah, I would be. She's my second choice. If if Coach can't win, then I want Sophie win. She's not. She's sort of boring, but I think she's played the second best game. Yeah. So far, I mean, uh, like we said, I think Coach the last two weeks has made two bad moves. He got rid of the two people he should have brought with him to the finals. Yeah. Um, and I love, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the, how the editors put in that quote about the tide. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. The, um, you know, the tide, uh, coming in and you have to take it or your life is going to be filled with sorrow and misery. <laughs> so I was like, coach, jump on the tide. Jump on the tide. <laughs> yeah. I think he let, I think that's some foreshadowing to, he let that tide pass. Yeah. Either that, or they're just like, oh, here's another coach moment. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right. He hasn't had any good quotes this season. I know he had one quote yeah. that he misquoted, and he said he was the wrong person. I yeah. forgot which one that was. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was sort of wishing, especially at the beginning of the season, I was like, where's all my coach moments? That's why That's why we brought coach back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's really cool that he's uh, he's playing the game and everything, and he has strategy, and he's grown and evolved, but come on, give me coach moments. <laughs> well, I think if uh, – I enjoy it because I, I look for not just entertainment, but look to see how they're playing. So I enjoy coaches season more than I have before because I yeah. think he's playing good games. But I think if an average viewer didn't see Chelsea change or didn't see Heroes vs. Villains, and came in now, they wouldn't give a crap about Coach because they'd be bored by him. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. They're like, who's this cult leader? <laughs> yeah, like, who is this guy? He's not even entertaining. Yeah, definitely Coach Coach is entertainment because of his previous times on Survivor and the history and everything that brings with it. Yeah, I find in the uh, fan community is that people aren't willing to give him... You know, I think it's undeniable that he's changed a lot or he's we're being shown a different side at least, or that he's evolved and he knows the game now and that he's playing a pretty good game. But I think a lot of people aren't willing to give him any credit. Yeah, well, they don't want to put him in the same status as Boston Rob as a great player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think he's played a very similar game to Boston Rob from last season. I mean, yeah. he, he got his tribe together. And he made sure, just like Boston Rob did, that he was the person that everybody was aligned with. You know, he had his alliance with Albert Sophie. You know, he had his alliance with Brandon. He had his alliance with Edna. He had his alliance with Rick, who was basically just aligned with everybody. You know, same thing Boston Rob last season had his alliance with the three girls. He had his Philip, um, his Philip and Grand alliance. He had the, obviously, his final two. I mean... I think they're playing very similar games, except I think Coach this time around, compared to Boston Rob, is making it less threatening than what um, Boston Rob did last season. Say Boston Rob didn't have the idol, he would have been gone because he was so obviously a threat. Yeah, I think think Coach has gone more of the family route, whereas the uh, Boston Rob went, "We, we have to do this sort of a thing. But it wasn't uh-huh. it quite the men 
mentality of we're a family, guys. So I think Coach has taken maybe a more loving approach. Um, so while I think the other condensed is a little more free to strategize, and it makes it cool because then we, we're not so, like, predictable and less entertaining. So we do get to see some other thoughts and opinions run around and then actually talk to people on the other tribe. But I yeah, I, I think the outcome's think, still the same. Yeah. I think Coach can beat Trophy and Albert. I think it's a possibility he can beat him. While Boston robbed the way he played, I think he would have lost against an Andrea... Um, an Andrea Matt or an Andrea uh, Grant duo mm-hmm. because the reason Boston Rob won is because the people next to him were so pathetic that there was no competition. Yeah, well, I even think against Ashley, he probably would have lost. And I think, yeah. I think the brilliance that Boston Rob did is he recognized there's only one possible way I can win this game, and that's if I take these two people to the finals with me. I mean, he, he, and that's what I thought, I really thought, I thought coaches would do that. I know, uh, me and Brenda Porter, I know she's been on your podcast, we were talking, and I said, she said, because she knows Coach really, really well, personally, and she said, I know he's going to go with the Iron Sharp and Iron, and I was like, I have to bet that he's shown everything so far that he's learned, but he decided to not go with the goat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my only hope is that Edna comes back next week on Wednesday, and then they vote Albert out, <laughs> and then they vote Sophie out, and then they vote Rick out, and then it's an Edna, Brandon, and Coach Final Three, and he gets every single vote. Do you think they'll bring someone back next episode, or do you think, I'm, I'm betting they'll probably wait till the finale again? Well, there are five right now, so that, that, they would be bringing someone back at four if they did that. Yeah. Which means that would only be one tribal council to get into the finals. And I, I don't think it's quite fair to bring them back that close to the finals. I mean, last season, they brought them back when there were five people left. Well, I think they brought them back when there were four people left, and they were the fifth, wasn't it? Because you had Ashley, so Natalie... They brought them back at five and then brought it to six, right? No, because four? they only had... Because Andrea... Andrea got voted out uh, in sixth place, and then Grant got voted out in fifth. So there was only Ashley, Philip, Rob, and uh, Natalie left. There's only four people left when they brought Andrea back in. Oh, boy. Ah, dang it. <laughs> so I, I'm betting they'll do the same thing just so they have the potential of, you know, bringing Ozzy to the finale just in case he does come back, and then they vote him out again. <laughs> oh, because they want, they want him on the finale episode. I, I don't know why they do that, though, because, I mean, when you, there's so much to show. That's way too much crap to show on the finale. Yeah. You know I mean, they should, they should bring the person back on the episode before the finale, so that spices up that episode. And then at the finale, you can cover more stuff. Because last season, they cut out the rights of passage. Yeah. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just, yeah. I, if I were to predict, I would probably have to say they're going to do the same thing. Yeah, it's probably right. That sucks, though. I don't know. Well, did you watch the Rise of Passage Online last season? I did, yes. And it was, it was lame. It was, like, just in, in uh, Redemption Island, wasn't it? 
I think so, so they yeah. Just, like, walk around the, the Redemption Island Arena and, like, pick up torches. <laughs> and Boston Rob is just like, yeah, I beat him. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've done this before. Keep walking. It will be interesting. Uh, once again, if I had to predict, I think they're going to cut that out as well. <laughs> yeah, because they have too much stuff to show. Do you think, Ozzy, like, back to Ozzy. Do you think Ozzy has a winner's edit? I've thought... There's people who I've really thought have had a winner's edit, and, and Ozzy is one of them. Uh, I think the the show has been really good in editing at the point where I cannot fully predict who's going to win. And I I never had that, like I had last season with Boston Rob, where you almost were certain he was going to win. Like, they didn't show anyone else for potential. Um, yeah. This one, you know, I could see a coach win. I could see an Ozzy win because the thing that infuriates me is that they show Ozzy after the duel. <laughs> like, the duel's over. He beat people. Oh, look, it's Ozzy fishing again. <laughs> like, there's yeah, no need to show him after out. the duel in Redemption Island. <laughs> uh-huh. So well, that... You know, my theory on sort of that is they sort of, when they invite players back, you know, they want these players, they ask these players to come back, and they almost, production almost sort of has to grovel to them and, like, give them a good circumstance. So I think when they invite people back, they sort of automatically get good airtime. Mm-hmm. It's production that wants them there, not necessarily them applying. So um, I think they automatically give them a favorable or at least a good amount of airtime. Yeah, uh, even even the way the producers did it with the loved ones, where the loved ones are now going back to Redemption Island, and Ozzy just gets to be there, <laughs> you know, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, well, that. <laughs> First of all, I hate that the Redemption Island people get to decide the all the fate for the loved one thing. I like the old days where the loved ones got to compete in the challenge with you. Yeah for uh, a reward. That's what I like, but now we have Redemption Island, so they can't do, like, five challenges in one episode. Yeah, I'm a big fan of reward challenges, and that's the main reason why I don't like Redemption Island. (laughs) Uh, Do you think they're going to bring it back now that um, the Redemption Island is going to be going away from what you said? I hope so. I like. I think part of their reason of actually going to Redemption Island was saving money and doing a, a like saving money on the budget yeah. sort of thing to do these many challenges. But you you gotta do more challenges since you're eliminating Redemption Island. You gotta do some more challenges. So I think it'll probably be one of those seasons, maybe like uh, Heroes versus Villains or Nicaragua, where you had a couple. Uh, reward challenges, but it wasn't like every episode sort of a thing. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I I just hope it's going to be good next season. I always love the men versus women thing. And when they split tribes up like that, you know, like in Nicaragua, when they split tribes up, you know, old versus young, we got very, a lot of diversity within the young people. You know, there were a lot of different types of young people, not just all the hard-bodied you know, stereotypical survivor young contestants. And same with the old people, you know, we got a lot of mix of different old people. So I'm looking, that's why I love when they split seasons up like that. Yeah. Because I think we're going to get a lot of, we're not going to just get a bunch of hot women. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're going to get a, a lot of different types of women. And, you know, we're not just going to get all the 
young, uh, ripped dudes. Yeah. Uh, next to me either. You know, we're gonna get some, get some, some new blood in there. And I, I think I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Before we go, uh, are you up for doing the fave 10? Where I ask you 10 questions about your favorite things and we spout it off and see how fast we can, we can go through it? Sure, why not? All right, here we go. Number one, favorite season of Survivor? Token Any reason why? I, I hated the winner, so that's an odd, odd little thing. Normally you like the winner of your favorite season. I just <laughs> love the cast. I think the cast was one of the best casts ever. Everyone was entertaining. Every single person brought something to the table. And I think it's one of the first real dominating duos, in my opinion. Yeah. Favorite TV show other than Survivor? Ooh, ah. Uh, or shows, if you want to make it plural. <laughs> I would say Bones. That's the most consistently, I think. Mm-hmm. Good it's, stuff. It's just, it's the mix of the, it's not too serious, but you know, it has a little comedy mixed in, but yeah. it's not just like, you know, stupid, vulgar comedy. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm a fan of Bones and also a, a fan of Castle, and that one may have surpassed Bones for me. Castle? See, I, I only watched one episode of that, and then uh, I never watched it again. I don't even remember it, but I do remember, I, I know what Castle is, but I can't remember why I didn't keep watching it. I would suggest checking back into it. I, I think it's a pretty decent show. It's on ABC? Correct, yeah. Okay. I think it's Monday yeah. nights well, at I 10. Well, I have a little ABC app on my iPad, so I'll go <laughs> check that out. Nice. All right, favorite Survivor challenge? Beanbag tossing, right? <laughs> Yeah. Mine are I always I'm a big fan of endurance challenges because I think with Survivor it really tests like what Survivor should be you know yeah. your endurance your want to win it so I really love the where they have the wall the wall you know where they have to they have little pegs on each side that they have to hold in there yes like I love really any type of endurance you know stand on a peg for like they did the Twin Cook Islands where they had to stand on the peg. And then they had to drop sections of the peg till it was like a little quarter size. Yeah. Like, I love all types of endurance challenges. Those are my favorite. All right. I think anyone can win those legitimately. Yeah, definitely. Favorite movie? It's got to be just, it's always my favorite movie. It's really, really little. It's Titanic. I know it sounds really lame. <laughs> but it's, it's just one of those that, I don't know, that or, or Shutter Island. I love Shutter Island. Which is weird, what's happening in Leonardo DiCaprio now? I did not even notice that. <laughs> but yeah, like, I always love, I love all his movies, I don't know why. I think he only accepts good movies. Yeah. You know, some actors will, like, they'll take crappy scripts just because they don't care. But all the movies he accepts are all really good. He's he's not yeah, like Nicolas Cage, him. who's in everything these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Favorite survivor to only play once? Holly Hoffman. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of hers on Nicaragua. Me too. I was 100% on the Holly bandwagon. Anyone who can bury someone's shoes in the oceans and then still make it to the finale. (laughs) It's pretty awesome Uh in my book. Yep. I'm a huge. I, I really hope we'll bring her back one day. Cross my fingers. I think she was a good character. She was very lovable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like hardly anyone disliked her towards the end. Yeah. Um, Fan-wise. So, I don't know. I don't see any anti-Hollies. I only see pro-Hollies or the people that just don't care. Well, I'm currently in a group that's deciding the, the 100 
best characters of Survivor. I'm in that group too. And there is some anti-Holly sentiment in is there. Is there? Yeah, they're all like, Holly is not a good character. She does not deserve to be in there. But I'm on the pro-Holly side. I've been fighting and making sure I always include her. So. Well, geez, I'll have to jump in there because I haven't been very active in that. So I know I'm in the group, but I haven't been. I got to jump in there and like make my argument because I think she's a really good character that she was, I mean, she had one of the biggest transformations through a season, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's definitely a good amount of us fans who are supporting her, but there's a couple people who are just, like, totally saying that she needs to go, yeah, and I'm just like, no. (laughs) Holly stays. Yeah, she'll make it in there. Yeah. Isn't David Healy running it, basically, right? Yeah, and he's he's a pro-Holly. He's pro-Holly. Yeah, no, yeah. He's a big supporter. Go. All right, favorite band or artist? I literally can't answer that. I think I like too many. Like, I listen to everything, like, literally everything. All um, right, just give me a couple that you like, then. Gavin McGraw, Rascal Flatts. I like it. I like everything. Everything but rap. So anyone that doesn't do rap, <laughs> you can put me down as I like them. Okay. Favorite Survivor twist? I think it has to be Exile Island. You know, it's not destructive. Like, that's my problem with Twist. Are, it's not in... Like, I think the idols are not what Survivor is supposed to be. You know, that's like a get-out-of-jail-free card because you suck at the social game. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Redemption Island. Tribal swaps, I think, are used just to save uh, a star on the show that they don't want to leave. So I really think Exile Island is something entertaining where it really tests you mentally and you really have to survive. And I love when they bring two people to Redemption Island, one from each tribe, mm-hmm. like they did in Token Machine. Because that's what I, another thing I love about Token Machine, which would be double exile thing. Yeah. Because it really opened up a, a new door for strategy. And it wasn't like against, you know, the what the game is supposed to be. So that's why I love Exile. Favorite season of the year? Fall. Good choice. I hate the heat, <laughs> which is a, sort of a problem I have with fall. Spring is just total, just rain all the time, and it pisses me off. <laughs> and then winter, it's just no one likes to do anything in winter, so. Yeah. <laughs> I love the cold, though, so that's why I was going back between fall and uh, winter. But no summer, please. All right. Favorite Survivor logo? Definitely not South Pacific. <laughs> the writing was horrendous. I mean, who thought of the, the font for South Pacific? I mean, geez. You know, I need to kind of go back to token teams. I, I think they had the most out-of-the-box, like, um, logo that I've seen. Like, you know, the, normally they go with the keeping with the same typical color scheme. Yeah. But theirs was all, you know, they had all the browns and the greens and stuff. So... Same with I, uh, I love the, like, the way they did everything Cool. And finally, favorite website? I would say the one I'm on the most is Facebook. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. We went through all ten. Congratulations. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, thank you very much for uh, coming on and talking to us and giving your opinions of the, the show. Do you want to quick uh, plug your blog again so people can uh, check it out and read it? Okay, sure. Um, it is at www.isurvivenowanalyze.tumblr. That's T-U-M-B-L-R.com. 
Nice. And we will also put a link in our sidebar on our website for anyone who wants to uh, check it out can also find it there. But uh, okay. yeah, we thank you so much. We uh, I, I really enjoyed hearing uh, your opinions on the show. And uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. I think it will also. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. Well, that was my interview with Clayton Spivey. We really enjoyed having him on the show and hearing all his thoughts and everything. Be sure to check out his website, isurvivenowanalyze.tumblr.com. We'll have a link in our sidebar as well. Also, don't forget to check out our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Check us out on iTunes, David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. And join our Facebook group, David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye.